You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. This is Tuesday. I am here. You're there. Welcome to this podcast. Listen, I'm so glad that you're with us today. It's going to be wonderful. I want you to tag a friend, let them know that we're alive, and then uh, share the broadcast with someone. That's how we get the word out. I am just excited about concluding our series on Do You Want What You're Saying? This is our fourth lesson today. We're going to wrap it up, and it's going to be good for you. In fact, I believe it's going to be life transforming. I got my iPad here. If you have any questions at the end of the podcast teaching, I want you to hook me up. Give me some questions so I can fill in the gaps for you. But again, thank you for being with us today. We've been talking about uh, from the subject, do you want what you are saying? The theme of this Four lesson series is the constructive and destructive power of the words that we speak with our mouths. The destructive and constructive power of the words that we speak with our mouths. Now, this series was taken from the background text. Mark 11, chapter 23, the latter part of that verse says, and he will have whatever he says. He, the believer, will have whatever he says. Now, this is our fourth and final lesson today. And I want to talk from the subtopic, speaking your desires, speaking your desires. Now, we're going to give you some examples of individuals who spoke their desires. We're going to communicate to you what that's about. I mean, what are you saying when you say, speak my desires? And then at the end, I'm going to give you some uh, examples of things you should be saying. Now, if you're with us in our verse our very first uh, podcast on this series, Lesson 1, we ended by sharing with you things you should not be saying. Well, today we're going to end with some things you should be saying. But let's talk about speaking our desire. The background of this subtopic is Romans chapter 4, verse 17. And it says that Abraham, like God, called things which be not as though they were. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. It says that Abraham, acting like God, called things which be not as though they were. Now, calling things that be not as though they were is synonymous to speaking your desires. 
And when we talk about speaking your desires, we're talking about speaking the things that you want in your life that's consistent with a godly life, that's consistent with God's word. This is a major faith principle, a major faith principle in the kingdom of God, calling things which be not as though they were. Now, this is unnatural. The natural thing to do is to call things which be as though they are. Call things which be as though they are. In other words, that's telling it like the, it is. And that's the way the, the natural, unsaved person operates. And unfortunately, that's the way most Christians operate. Just tell it like it is. Call things that are manifested as though they are manifested. It's telling it like it is. If I have a, a lump on my breast, I just talk about the lump on my breast. I don't change it with my faith. I actually reinforce what's going on by telling like it is. And I'm going to give you some more practical examples. If Christians are not making the mistake of calling things which are as though they are, they make the mistake of misunderstanding faith and they call things which be as though they are not. That's denial. They say things like, yeah, the, the female said, well, the lump in my breath, there is no lump in my breast. There is no sickness. I, I, I do not have bills. That's denial. And that's not what we're teaching. We're not teaching tell it like it is. And we're not teaching uh, denial, tell, telling it, uh, denying the existence of what's going on in your life. We're talking about speaking your desires. And that's consistent with calling things which be not as though they were. Now, listen at this. Calling things which be not, and I always add manifested. Call things which be not manifested as though they were manifested. Now, let's look at the word. It says that Abraham call things which be not. He called. Look at the, let's, let's, let's look at that word call. The word call means to request to come. To request, if you call someone, you're requesting them to come. Call things which are not manifest. That word call also means to summons. I like the word summons. The word summons means to call by an authority to appear at a place, to call by authority to appear at a place. In other words, you're summoned to court. You're given a notification, a summon to appear as a jurist, an authority I've caused you to appear as a jurist to serve jury duty, or you're summoned to appear in court. 
your calling. I'll give you another illustration. I believe you're going to get this because this is a major faith principle. I, uh, in our house, we got several levels in our house and I work most of the time at home. So I get up at home just like I do when I'm going to work and I go upstairs to my office and I have an office library upstairs. Well, usually around noontime, I eat lunch with my wife. Her nickname is Pete. I eat lunch with her. Now we have an intercom system, but we never use the intercom system. I'm upstairs in my office library doing my work. My wife wants us to eat lunch together around noon. So rather than using the intercom system, she just calls me. Now I'm upstairs in my office library. She's down on the main level and she calls me. She say, Mike, come on, Mike, come on. Come on, come on for lunch, Mike. And she calls me and I can hear her. Now she can't see me. I'm in my office library. She's on the main level. She's calling someone who's not present to come into her presence so we can eat lunch. Now that's what you're doing with your faith. You're calling the thing that you desire that's consistent with a godly life. You're calling that thing to appear in your presence, to manifest in your presence. The, the thing that you're calling, the desire that you're calling is not manifested. When my wife called me, she couldn't see me, but I existed in my office upstairs. I was manifested in my office. I was not manifested in her presence. And even though I was not manifested in her presence, I really existed somewhere else. Well, when you're calling things that you desire, that's consistent with a godly life, those things exist in the realm of the spirit. You can't see it. They're not manifested in your life. So you're going to call what's not manifested into your presence. That's calling things that be not as though they were. That is synonymous with speaking your desires. So is, is this a biblical concept? Absolutely. I want to give you several examples. In Genesis chapter 1, verse, Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 through 3, Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 through 3, we see God speaking his desire. Listen to the text. It says, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Then it says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now notice what was manifested. The Bible says that the earth was without form. The Bible says that darkness 
was upon the face of the deep. In other words, it was dark, darkness. The earth was void and empty. But that wasn't what God desired. What God desired was that there be light. So he spoke his desire. He called things light, which wasn't manifested, into his presence. He called the light. He spoke about something that wasn't manifested. When God said, light be, there was no light. It was dark. The earth was void. So God didn't stand out and say, hey, it's dark. It's dark out here. No, that would have been calling things which be manifested as though they are. In other words, that would be telling it like it is. But if God had said, wow, it's dark out here. The earth is empty and void. He would have reinforced what already existed. Notice what he did not do. He did not stand out and say, hey, it's not dark. Hey, the earth is not void. That would have been denial, calling things which be as though they are not. No, he spoke what he desired. He spoke what wasn't manifest. So he was calling the light into his into manifestation. He's calling what was a manifest. I'll give you another illustration. And this is one of the major faith principles in the kingdom of God. You have to get this because most Christians are telling it like it is, but they want the situation to change. Now listen to me carefully. In Genesis chapter 17, Verses 5, verse 15, and verse 16, the latter part of verse 16, Abraham and Sarah spoke their desires. They called things that were not manifest as though they were manifest. Now, listen at this. In those verses that I just gave you, we see God changing Abram's name from Abram to Abraham. Abram to Abraham. In the text that I gave you, we see God changing Sarai's name from Sarai to Sarah. Now, what's interesting uh, is the word Abraham means father of nations. The word Sarah means mother of nations. So God now wanted to change Sarah's barrenness because they had no children and God had promised them a seed, a son, but he had to call what wasn't manifested. So he changed Abram's name to Abraham father of nations. He changed Sarai's name from Sarai to Sarah, mother of nations. So when they call each other's name, they were agreeing with God's word. They were agreeing with the word. Even though Sarah was barren, she had no son, she had no children, had never had children, 
But God wanted them to not tell it like it is, not deny the situation. God wanted them to change the situation. He wanted them to change barrenness to fruitfulness. So he changed their names. So every time Sarah called Abraham's name, she was saying, Father of nations, Father of nations. Every time Abraham called Sarah's name, he was hearing Mother of nations, Mother of nations. Now, they didn't talk about Sarah's barrenness. That would have been telling it like it is, wouldn't have changed the situation. They didn't talk about not having a child. That would have been telling it like it is. It wouldn't have changed the situation. They didn't deny Sarah's barrenness. They didn't walk around and say, Sarah, you're not barren. You're not barren. You're not barren. That's denial. No, they had to call what wasn't manifested. They had to call Isaac into existence. So they began to talk about it. They began to call that name out. I give you a third example. And this is so important to you. If you get this, I give you a guarantee that you're going to change your life. Now, listen at this. Jesus spoke his desire in Mark 4, 39. Mark chapter 4, verse 39. He and his disciples were on a boat going across the lake, and a storm came down. The waves were beating into the ship. It was dark, lightning, thundering, and Jesus stood up, and verse 39 says, He arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Now, Jesus spoke his desire. Peace was what he desired. Peace is what he wanted. What was manifested? Darkness, storm, lightning, thundering, ship full of water, confusion. But that wasn't what Jesus desired. What he desired was peace. So he's got to change what's going on in his world. He's got to change what's going on in his situation. So to change it, he can't tell it like it is. He can't call things which be manifested as though they are manifested. That would have been saying, if Jesus had got up in the storm and said, ooh, look at how dark it is. Ooh, this boat is full of water. Ooh, we're going to drown. No, he would have been telling it like it is. And guess what? They would have drowned. He couldn't have changed it. Notice carefully that he didn't deny the situation. He didn't stand up and say, ooh, it's not dark. Ooh, it's not raining. Ooh, water's not in this boat. That's denial. No, he had to talk about what wasn't manifest. What wasn't manifest was his desire. So he had to call his desire. He had to speak his desire. He had to call it. So rather than talking about what it was manifest, rather than denying what was manifest, he spoke what he desired. He called things which be not as though they were, and he called peace. He called peace. 
Maybe you've heard me give this illustration. If you have a dog, let's say your dog is named Bubba. You got this boy name and you name your dog Bubba. You walk out on the back porch looking for Bubba, Bubba, because Bubba, your dog, normally plays out in the backyard. When you stand on the deck and you look out in your backyard, you don't see Bubba. So you have to call Bubba. You said, here, Bubba, here, boy, here, Bubba, here, boy, you're calling Bubba. Now, Bubba, you can't see it, Bubba, because he's not manifesting. He's over there near the fence behind this bush, and you can't see him. Bubba exists, you just can't see it. So what you're doing, you're calling him. You don't stand off on the deck and say, Bubba's not here. Bubba doesn't exist. No, you have to call Bubba. Bubba is who you desire. That's what you want. You want Bubba to be manifest. So you're calling your desire. You're calling your desire. You're calling, here, boy, here, boy. So you're saying boy is here, even though boy is not here. You're calling what you desire. Does that make sense to you? Now, I got my iPad here. This is profound. This is amazing. Now, let's look at this. I am saying, and I'm going to give you some illustrations. I am saying you can turn your life around by speaking your desire. Discipline yourself to speak your desire. You can turn it around. Here's my proof text. James chapter 3, verse 3. James 3, verse 3. It says, indeed, we put bits in a horse's mouth in horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Let's say your horse, you're riding your horse, and your horse is heading east, but you want your horse to go west. So you don't kick your horse. You don't have to shout at your horse. There's a bit in the horse's mouth connected to the range that you're holding, and you turn that horse with the bit in the mouth, and you turn, you say, whoa, boy, whoa, boy, and you're turning that horse, and that horse, that powerful horse that's going east, now you turn that horse going west. Well, the scripture is saying that we can turn the direction of our lives, what's going on in our lives by our mouths, what we say. And we've learned in the previous scripture text that the wheels of existence, five areas of existence, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, social, and financial, all these realms of existence are connected to our mouths. Now, this is powerful. But this may be new to you. This may be different for you. Most Christians tell it like it is, so they reinforce the situation. Most Christians who get into faith sometimes miss the whole concept. They're in denial, but they're still talking about what manifested. They never call what they desire. So let's Look at the wheels of existence. Let's talk about spirit and soul and mental, emotional, and financial and relational. And I'm going to give you some illustrations. You can go back and meditate on these. And these illustrations that I'm going to give you are confessions 
that are consistent with a godly life. They are confessions that are consistent with the word of God. So let's begin to speak our desires over our spiritual life. This is how you speak your desires over your spiritual life. I am growing, and here's what you're doing. You're speaking what you believe. I am growing in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. Well, isn't that what you desire, Christian, to grow in the grace and the knowledge of God? So that's what you're going to start saying. I grow in grace and in the knowledge of God. I live victorious over Satan's sin, the world, and my flesh. Now, listen, this is your confession over your spiritual life. I live victorious over Satan, sin, the world, and my flesh. That's a good confession. I always take the way of escape when I'm tempted. I always take the way of escape when I'm tempted. Here's another confession. The fruit of the Spirit is developing in my life, and the gifts of the Spirit are in manifestation. That's a good confession over your spiritual life. The fruit of the Spirit is developing in my life, and the gifts of the Spirit are operating in my life. I'm quick to yield to the Holy Spirit. I'm quick to yield to the Holy Spirit, and I follow his leadings. That's a good confession. Isn't that what you desire? To be quick to obey the leading of the Holy Spirit, to follow his leadings. Listen at this. I'm fulfilling God's purpose and plan for my life. I am fulfilling God's purpose and plan for my life. Those are good confessions over your spiritual life. Now, let's talk about your mental and emotional life. Let's say you came through maybe in your past abuse, or you had some disappointments, or you were bruised or rejected or not wanted as a child and all those things. You got all this emotional stuff you're dealing with. Here's a good confession. My past is no longer a problem because Jesus has healed me of brokenness, bruises, and all abuse. That's a good confession. My past is no longer a problem for me because Jesus has healed me of brokenness and bruises and all past abuse. I choose forgiveness and bitterness has no place in my life. Wow, that's good. I choose forgiveness and bitterness has no place in my life. We're talking about speaking your desire over your mental, emotional life. I have the mind of Christ, and my mind and my heart are full of God's supernatural peace. I have the mind of Christ. This is something you can say daily. I have the mind of Christ, and my mind and my heart are filled with supernatural peace. I've cast all my care over on the Lord, and I don't worry about anything. That's a good confession. I cast my care over on the Lord, and I don't worry about anything. I have power, love, and a sound mind. I have power, love, and a sound mind. And Alzheimer's, dementia, mental illness, 
shall not come near me. Now, listen, that's a good confession. As you grow older, people tend to say, I can't remember this. I forget this. No, you don't want to be saying this. You want to say, I have power, love, and a sound mind, and Alzheimer's, dementia, memory loss, and all forms of mental illness shall not come near me. I have supernatural recall. I don't forget anything. I have supernatural recall. I don't forget anything. I am whole in my soul. That's a good confession. I have good emotional, mental health. These are just some of the things you should be saying over your mind, your emotions. You shouldn't be walking around. Well, I'm confused. Well, I'm depressed. Well, I'm down. Well, I'm there. See, you're telling it like it is and you can't change it. You got to call what you desire. Let's talk about your physical life. Jesus took my infirmities, bore my sicknesses. By his stripes, I'm healed. Jesus took my infirmities. Jesus bore my sickness. By his stripes, I'm healed. I walk in divine health. I'm satisfied with long life. That's your desire to walk in divine health. That's your desire to live a long time. So let's start talking that. No evil shall befall me. No plague can come near my dwelling. No evil shall befall me. No plague can come near my dwelling. The the law of the spirit of life has set me free from all viruses. The law of the spirit of life has set me free from all viruses. COVID-19, the Delta variant, the mute variant, Omicron, Omicron variant. No virus can come near me. That should be your confession. Every organ, every system in my body functions perfectly. Every organ, every system in my body functions perfectly. My youth is renewed like the eagles. That's what I confess over my life because I'm 67 now, and I'm not talking that I can't do this. I can't go here. You know, I can't. No, no, no. My youth is renewed like the eagles. And I'm full of strength and energy and vitality. My youth is renewed like the eagles. And I'm full of strength, energy, and vitality. These are great confessions. You know, every night, well, you should also be saying, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. No matter what you see on television, people are talking about this person got killed, this person got shot, this this happened. No, you shouldn't be talking that. You should be saying, I'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Every night before I go to sleep, I'll lie down and I'll confess security over me and my family, my church family. I'll say something like this, the angel of the Lord encamps around about me and my family, my church family. The angel of the Lord encamp around about us and you deliver us. I said this nearly every night. A thousand shall fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes we look at the reward of the wicked. No evil shall befall us. No plague shall come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all your ways. They bear us up with your hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. 
we tread upon the lion, the adder, the, the uh, young lion, we trample on the feet. Your word says in Revelation 12 that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So every night, I shall say, now bind you. I bind your demon host. I bind every evil worker. I bind every evil work over me and my family, my church family. I speak protection. Let's talk about your social life. I have strong, mutually fulfilling relationships. Isn't that what you desire? I show myself friendly and I have great friendships. I have excellent relationship skills and people enjoy spending time with me. These are good confessions. I have favor with my family. I have favor with my friends. I have favor. Now, let's say you're believing for a spouse. You're single. You're believing for a spouse. I believe my desire for a strong, godly, loving, and supportive husband is met. Or if you desire a wife and you're single, I believe that my desire for a strong, godly, loving, supportive wife is met. Let's say you're a husband. I'm a caring husband. I love my wife the way Christ loved the church, and I'm committed to meeting my wife's needs. Let's say you're a wife. I believe that I'm a victorious woman. I'm a crown to my husband. I reverence my husband, and I'm committing to meet his needs. Speak over your children. My children are mighty upon the earth. They're redeemed from the curse of the law. Every evil, they're delivered because they're the seed of the righteous. I bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and they're going to walk with the Lord all the days of their lives. Let's talk financially. Let's talk about success in your life. I put God first, and he meet every need of mine. All my needs are met according to his riches and glory. I always have more than enough money to tithe, give offerings, and pay my bills. I'm willing, and I'm obedient and I'm eating the best that this world has to offer. I rec I'm recognized on my job. I'm recognized in my industry. I bring great value to my company, and I'm going from one promotion to the next. That should be your confession. Even when the economy is in a downturn, I always grow, I'm always increasing, I'm always moving forward. Listen at that. Don't talk the downturn, don't talk the recession. Say this, even when the economy is in a downturn, I'm always growing, always increasing, always moving forward. God's favor is on my life. And several successful companies want to hire me. Now, listen at that. You want a job? You want a good job? Listen at this confession. God's favor is on my life, and several successful companies want to hire me. If you're in business, my business strive even in bad times. Listen, you want to be free from debt? You should be saying this. I am free from debt. Now I'm helping others to get free from debt. I'm a great giver. 
I am a great giver and my harvest manifests quickly. I always, come on business people, I always have good workers to help me. I am rich. I am blessed. There's no lack in my life. Now, listen, you got some tools to work with. Oh, yes. This should be one of your keepers. So, you know, some sermons, you just need to keep it. You need to download this. You need to put it in a place where you can go back and listen to this. And you got to make these confessions because you can turn your life around by not speaking what is manifested, telling it like it is, by not denying no, you're not going to get in denial talking about what is. You're going to get into calling things, call your desire, the things that's not manifesting your life. That's what you're going to be talking about. The things that's not manifesting your life, what you want, what you desire to be manifest. You're going to start calling those things and they're going to fill your life, up, your vocabulary. Now, listen, as I close this, I want to say this. It's a process. You got to learn how to talk this way. I had to discipline myself. There were times I would say something and then I said, oh, I don't desire that. I renounce those words in Jesus name. I renounce that in Jesus name. So you're going to have to practice it to the point where it become a part of the way you talk. I don't talk a whole lot of negative stuff now because I practice speaking my desires. I practice calling things. If I'm unorganized, I don't talk about the fact that I'm unorganized. I start saying, Father, I just thank you. I believe I'm organized. I believe that I have my uh, my ducks in a row. I believe I, I'm strategic in my thinking. So I start calling what I desire. Listen, four lessons we talked about this. I believe that this has been a blessing for you. I have, I do have uh, some recommended confessions for anxiety and negative thoughts. Now, listen, I gave you confessions. I don't have to give you anything else. I gave them to you in this lesson. I gave them to you because I outlined it, mental health things. Remember this. Here's a confession I gave you. I've cast all my cares on the Lord, and I don't worry about anything. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. If you start speaking these confessions, you don't have to worry about negative thoughts. I gave you confessions that you should be saying. If you practice this, you won't have to worry about negative thoughts because they can't stay in your mind because you're speaking. Your mind is going to follow your words. If you start saying, I've cast all my cares on the Lord and I don't worry about anything. Listen, negative thoughts can't stay in your head if you're speaking things that are consistent with God's word. I hope you got that. You got to go back and listen to it because I answered this question right here. I answered it. It's right there in, in the teaching that I was doing. Listen, I'm, I got to get out of here. I'm thirsty. Say Thursday. Say Thursday. Come on, say Thursday. This Thursday on the How to Win podcast is 7 p.m. Central. 7 p.m. This in the evening central. I'm going to begin a new series entitled Dating Intelligence. If you're dating, want to date, maybe you hadn't dated, 
And then every spouse, you should be dating each other. I'm going to give you some principles that's going to revolutionize your dating world. It's going to be a blessing. You say, well, I want to date. Well, you may have kids. You may have children. You may have people that you can share these lessons with. That's this Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. That's 8 o'clock Eastern. You want to tap in YouTube, Facebook. I'm going to be there talking on dating intelligence. Listen, I got to go. I love you. This concludes this series. We'll begin something else in our next Tuesday podcast. I love you. Thank you for spending this time with us today.